I just know a lot. Figure out what VR stands for yet? (laughs) Visual reflex. Oh. Virtual rectum. (laughs) Wasn't that the game that somebody pitched? Eight hundred dollar rig just to look at some. Yep. Was that the game that you pitched, Nanners? The where you're a giant penis with a, a butthole. No, that was, that was that's a real game. That that's a real game. That's oh, yeah. Oh God! Did you see that, Kay? I kind of posted that with you in mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's couch co-op, and it reminded me of Mount Your Friends and like how ridiculous it was. Oh, so I assumed okay. Right up our alley. Right up your penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, genital yo. jousting. Uh. <laughs> Oh, this is so a thing I want. There's like little oh. butts on the ends of the penises, and those you have to, the, yeah, those you have to okay. go into the butt okay. with your penis. <laughs> and, and the announcer is like, penetration, penetration. Oh. You know, when it happens, and there's just squiggly Where penises. Where is this? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if it's actually available yet. <laughs> Game is set to release in April. Yeah. Oh, man. So sometime soon. So uh, Extra Life After Dark, then? Nice. <laughs> or the, the horror attic. <laughs> you have to play that in VR. <laughs> With a pool noodle. So we're Bottle Fuchsia, and we yell random things. Find us at bottlefuchsia.com. Uh, find our streams twitch.tv slash bottlefuchsia. Uh, we have some new videos up, youtube.com slash bottlefuchsia, and three more should be coming this week. We Whoa. have our adventure from Mars 2030 up there now. Nice. Great. It was a that successful was trip. As well as <laughs> us watching someone else play Devil Daggers really well and watch <laughs> me playing it poorly. So, yeah, check those out and... More to come later this week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bottle Fuchsia. And on the podcast tonight, we have Brady. Hello. Kay. Hey. Aaron. Hi. Nanners. Hello. And I am John. Hi, John. Hi, Nanners. <laughs> All right. So, Brady. What games have you been playing, and what game do you want to discuss more in depth? Uh, well, the obvious ones are Path of Exile and Heroes of the Storm, but we should probably just assume, like, maybe I'll start mentioning those if I don't play them. <laughs> just okay. assume that I've played them. Uh, I got Mad Max through the Humble Monthly Bundle. It kind of got me again. Um, I felt like 12 bucks was a reasonable amount of money for that game. Uh, but mostly I've been playing Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, um, which has been impressing me so far. And apparently it's like from 2012. It was a 360 title, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what that game is. Um, but it was just released on PC. It's uh, kind of an open world RPG. A little bit of Dark Souls in there. Uh, at times it reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus. 
Okay. There's some like really giant uh, bosses. Like you literally like climb onto them and wail on them, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, they have a really cool pawn system. So you you basically can make a pawn, and that's like a secondary character that's in your group. And then you can hire two other ones to fill out your group. Okay. And the pawns you hire are other people's pawns. So sometimes they're ridiculous, sometimes they're helpful, but it's always interesting. Uh, So can you swap your pawns and the rest of your party in and out? Yeah, like there's certain areas where you can do that, but it's kind of encouraged because pawns don't level up with you. Oh, okay. And uh, you can hire pawns that are the same level as you for free, but you have to spend this kind of like currency if you want to hire higher level people. But you could like go to the leaderboard and be like, I want the best, you know, mage and then hire that person or go to your friends list and, you know, hire one of their pawns to be in your party. But that's probably going to be really expensive if they're... Yeah, if the level level is quite different, then, yeah, it'll probably be pretty expensive. Is it just money you earn from normal monster drops? I think the only way you get it uh, is when people hire your pawn. Oh. And then when you, like, dismiss them, you, like, rate them. And I think depending (laughs) on that, you get more of that currency, I think. Hmm. But, yeah, so far I've had some, some interesting characters. I would not trust the internet with yeah. that power to rate other people's stuff. Because <laughs> we've learned about the internet and allowing them any sort of power this yeah. week. Yeah. You can Bodie leave a comment. Face. I have not gotten any, like, you know, racist or, like, otherwise aggressive comments yet. <laughs> They've all been blank <laughs> or, like, reasonably nice. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I know. <I'm> <laughs> yeah, you've done bad. But a couple of pawns so far, uh, the one guy was a warrior. He was, like, as big as you can possibly make the character with the deepest possible voice. His <laughs> name was Lil' RJ. Uh, <laughs> and then I needed a mage to fill out my party, and I found a character called Fucking Magic. Um, so it's just, you know, short and to the point. Uh, <laughs> so do you think he does fucking magic, or he got his powers from fucking he magic? He seemed to have unique spells in the fucking magic school. Okay. But he uses magic. Uh, And right now I have um, a fighter who's named John Cena in all caps. (laughs) Uh, He does pretty good. Uh, I'm also using a a dude named Basement Guy, who's this little dwarf with a hammer. All right. That that works. The pawn system is one of my favorite parts of that game so far. Hmm. Yeah, it just seems like a fun little twist on what sounds like, you know, everything else sounds pretty standard. Yeah, like, so it, like it does RPG-ish. a really good job of being an open-world RPG, and it challenging at times and having really epic bosses. And then the pawn system is kind of just like icing on that cake. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, have you played anything the past two weeks at all? Um, The only thing is, I guess, our t- uh, the Atari uh, collection thing... The one they put on Steam? Yeah. It's got, like, I don't know, 100 games in it, and... How does it compare to your real Atari playing? <laughs> well, for starters, it works. <laughs> hey, <laughs> more my... memory. Yeah, my Atari works. No. It's it's functional, and, you know. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I, 
I guess there's just so many games on Atari. Like a lot of my favorites aren't on the collection. Uh, and there's a lot of games on there that I've never played, which I guess is, is, I don't know, a, a fair thing to say. Like I haven't, you know, nearly played all the games on say Xbox or something. So, you know, I don't know why I would expect that I've played all the games on any single console, but it just, I don't know. It seems like maybe back then there was less games. I don't know. Well, like on those older consoles, Atari especially, like there's a lot of crappy games. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. people just dumped out games to say they put out a game and try to make money. So mm-hmm. like... I mean, people still do games? that. Well, yeah. But I don't know. It, it was like, really rampant back then, especially yeah. since you had a lot of consoles that overlapped in functionality. You had other knockoffs that could play Atari games or, or whatever. So there was a lot of motivation for companies to just make something quick and put it out and... Try yeah. to make a few bucks off of it. So it's uh, not necessarily like an emulation problem that you don't like them. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, the, 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 the type of, games. of the game. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there was a list of games available before I bought it, but I don't, I guess I just don't remember the names of the games. Seeing them, I'm like, oh, okay, I did play this, or oh, I recognize this. Because um, a lot of times Atari art had nothing to do with the title of the game. The art exactly. was the best part. The art yeah. was awesome. And then yeah. the game's like, wait, what? Why was there a knight on the cover? <laughs> yeah, Well, that exactly. little square is supposed to be the knight. So yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. Kind of interesting that in a collection of 100 games, it missed most of the ones you like. Yeah. It's a lot uh, of games. I can, I can think of at least 10 different games that aren't on there that I have, I own personally that, you know, I... To me, they're they're Atari games, like they're classic Atari games, because those are the ones I had. Mm-hmm. Um, a fair amount of them are uh, arcade games, and I never really did the arcade thing. So, um, the one cool thing is that it does have multiplayer, which I haven't really gotten to explore as much as I'd like to. But I like the idea of playing a classic Atari game against or with somebody. But um, I, I don't like the controls either. There, there are certain games. Um, one of them is Super Breakout. You need your uh, paddle. Yeah, yeah, that was a paddle yeah, game. Yeah, that was a paddle game. And and I don't know if I don't know what's up with like my mouse. Like if it's not sensitive enough or too sensitive or what it is. But like it controls like shit, and it's just not fun. You can't adjust um, that. I no, not really. Oh. I, I, or or maybe I just haven't looked hard enough. But I, I I've looked at controls. Um. The other thing I found really odd about the game is that the there's the the booklets are in the game, but they're scans of the booklets. So like they didn't digitally like rewrite the booklets. They just took like a scanner and scanned a page and then flipped the page and then scanned the next page because like the creases and rips and like at one hmm. point I guess somebody had signed the book and they just scanned that in. See, I think that's super cool. Like coffee stain rings and stuff like that. Like, that'd be awesome. No, like, I don't know. That's kind of neat. I mean, I know from looking over your shoulder that one of them actually had, like, the original Atari setup instructions and then, like, adverts for other games in it. That's not all something. Neat. Yeah, but yeah. having it cleaned up, though, a little bit, that probably would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really all I've been playing. How much aside from the same Hots and Path of Exile and Rocket <laughs> the League, same, the same givens that Brady has? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
whiskey down the not whiskey <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, That's the the breathing hole. Yeah. Aaron, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here and there, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, still, Games. still neck deep in Pokemon. I am due for another uh, article on the site soon. Um, I've got my fiance playing through uh, Day of the Tentacle uh, remastered, and I'm just enjoying watching somebody who doesn't know the answers to all the puzzles play it. Um, so you can like sit there and cackle like ha 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 ha. Well, it's really <laughs> interesting to my fucking childhood. <laughs> this was miserable. It's interesting to to watch somebody try to solve puzzles in an adventure game, you know, when they don't know the answers, uh, and see the kinds of things they try or, or where their brain goes, and and then just tell them, nope, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, aside from mm-hmm. that, uh, I did get the Mitomo app, which I think everybody but Brady got. K didn't get it yet. Oh, oh, that's right. K isn't on it. Stay strong, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about that at all, or we'll cycle back to that in all the right. news section? All right. It's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um. But I did pick up. Uh, a also, game. it's not a game. I'm gonna say. That. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't I agree could, with that. But it's there's fun. the drop thing. Anyway. Um. And uh, I, I did pick up a game that you got today, John, uh, Hyper Light Drifter, which for some reason I can never remember the title of that game. For some reason, those three words together don't agree with my brain. How far it's have like, you... Oh, sorry. It's like some hot Tron drifting. <laughs> remember it. <laughs> that sounds like a racing game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How far... How how long did you play it? Uh, Probably about two to three hours. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about it? I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, so the world, all right, well, let's reset because this is the game that I was going to talk about. Yeah, well, anyway. yeah, I was going to talk about it too, so I figured we we both thought, you can do the bulk, but. Um, so the way this game plays, it sort of drops you in almost a Zelda-ish world. You end up in sort of a middle hub area uh, where you can do... Uh, your upgrades, you can upgrade your healing, you have an attack, and you have a dash. Uh, and then there's, it's sort of separated into four areas. That's um, almost like four big dungeons, I guess. Or at least the one I went through was kind of dungeon-y. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in each area, there are essentially four switches to activate and one boss to fight. Uh, that game, so in that sense, it feels somewhat like a Zelda-ish game. Uh, it plays more like a, more like a roguelike Souls-ish game, though. Mm. Um, you have a sword attack, a gun, and essentially a dash out of the way. Uh, and when you fail in a room... You basically get sent back to your last save at the beginning of that room. So if you were at, like, two life going into that room, you now have two life at that save forever. So you can put yourself into some pretty shitty situations if you, like, change rooms or do something like that. Uh, Now, health is a little hard to come by. I imagine if you screwed yourself that badly, you could have 
eventually just like leave the dungeon because any enemies you've beaten, like that world saves. So you can backtrack and it's a safe path back and you could like maybe start down the path of a second dungeon to just grab a health item out of there where maybe it's a little bit easier rather than trying to like force yourself forward, mm-hmm. which that part doesn't sound fun. But I have yet to get myself into a situation like that. Uh, I've started in some bad ways, but it sort of trains you to learn the room, learn the enemies. It, it, in that way, it's very Dark Soulsy. So you figure out, all right, there are going to be like two frog ninja guys here who throw stars at me, and then these guys throw flasks that explode. So you sort of get a pattern down. Uh, and I think that's easier to do than backtrack and get health files and stuff like that. But you straight up, like, Bloodborne inject it into your leg style. That's the way to uh, do it. Yep. it. It's very Souls Bloodborne-y. Cool. Um, it's, it's pixel art, but it also kind of reminds me of Transistor mm-hmm. in a way. The more I play of it, it's do you think that's... dealing with a lot of, like, microchip type things i've noticed so far uh the game tells its story in an interesting way there's not a single word that's been spoken so far uh any one you so if you have a conversation and it's rare that npcs actually talk to you they like i went up and it just showed me three pictures of things that i guess are supposed to have happened and that's the story Hmm. so I'm having a hard time figuring out, like, it's fun to try and piece together, like, what's going on in this world. Hmm. Like, my character, like, your character sort of gets surrounded by darkness in the beginning, and then you sort of wake up, and now you're on this quest for some reason. And you will just stop and cough up blood, like, randomly as you're, like, walking around. So, like, something's going on, and I'm really curious to sort of figure that game out. And it seems like there's a lot to explore uh, as you level up some of the skills. Like you're, I'm thinking you can dash further at some point because I feel like there are things that I can't get to. Yeah. Um, so those shops in the central hub area, uh, I guess they show you a demonstration of the, the upgrades you can get somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still don't know what the currency is or how to accumulate it or how as to spend it. As you're going, you find, like, little yellow chips. When you get four of those chips, it fills up one of those squares. Yeah. And then you need three squares to get one upgrade thing. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. Uh, and as you mentioned, I, I feel like the game really uh, goes out of its way to not tell you or explain anything. Like, it, it it's really ambiguous Hello, about everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh it's very interesting in that respect. Uh, I'm enjoying yep. exploring it. Um, the only That's... thing, it, so I haven't played a Souls game, so I, I don't have that comparison to make. I just know that uh, a lot of the difficulty is coming from uh, you will go from just exploring to suddenly you're on a screen with like six things, uh, six enemies that will just kill the shit out of you really quick. Yeah, that I feel like those screens are rare, but they do, like, you just stumble into them, yeah. and you're like, well, I wish I hadn't used a health pot right before that, because right. I would take the extra hit and then use it, like, just to get that extra hit. Mm-hmm. And then, sometimes, if you dot, like, you know, you learn the patterns. Yeah. That game is all about learning the enemy patterns. Yeah. And 
Uh, I just found myself, okay, this enemy's on screen. They're going to do a little dash, and then they throw an item at me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I dash out of the way. There was one screen that had a, a number of uh, enemies that basically kind of dash at you as well. And the only way I could get past it was to kind of kite them to a, a cliff and then just move and let them yeah. let them fall off uh, themselves. Sounds like Dark Souls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I, I will say I was a little annoyed the very first encounter you have with enemies in that game. Uh, it, they, they throw three of them at you immediately, and one of them has a gun, and nothing in this game uh, misses. So it, wherever you are at the time, it shoots in that direction, and you just have a second to get out of the way. Um, so having that be in the first group of enemies, you're going to die like immediately because you have no idea what's going on. You've never played before, and there's an achievement for the opening death. And I think it's called something like uh, "Nothing's Ever Easy," now is it? And that was—I I felt a little patronized by the game. I was a little annoyed by that, but uh, I am liking uh, it otherwise. I'll have to go back and get that because I didn't die. Oh, I you guess. Uh, there we go. Aaron's <laughs> bad at video games. There we go. Um, I really do like the the art style. Um, I have trouble once in a while telling what the terrain is and what a what's a hole. And what's not a whole... I know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really... It, it, it's very well animated. It, it, they In the description, find about how it's all hand animated. Um, mm-hmm. It is very pretty. Uh, great color palette, which I was going to say is probably what makes it look like Transistor. I think I'd also use kind of that cyan... Uh, teal slash purple magenta red It's got like palette. the neons and brightness yeah. to it in certain areas. Yeah. But yeah, I, I spent maybe an hour with it, and I, I feel like I just have no idea what's going on. But I'm okay with that. I want to keep mm-hmm. exploring and, and find out. The, like the gameplay is good enough that mm-hmm. I'm getting satisfaction out of that and finding, like the little side roads and things to get the upgrade stuff. Mm-hmm. I, so I went through one of those four dungeons in about two hours. Mm-hmm. So if that's anything to be believed, maybe it's about a ten hour game. I don't know how. I assume there's going to be like four and then a final dungeon or something like that. Yeah. So that's my guess. It could be unless, off. Unless Maybe there's I'm a slow and bad alternate dark world or something. If they want to go for the full on Zelda, it, clone. it could. Yeah, that could also be the case. Yeah. Uh, um, I do really like in the background as you're running around, like all those shots of like those odd deteriorated giants that are back there that you see all over the place. Yes. It's so and, yeah. I eventually, in the dungeon I was in, I think I stumbled across one of them. Um, sort of intact? No, it's all, like, decayed and old. I, yeah. That's... I basically bought this game based on one screenshot of, like, the hero standing there in front of, like, the three, like, titan evil-looking things, mm-hmm. which is in the opening cutscene of the game. Yeah. And I just thought that looked fucking badass. And someone made the comment that, oh, it's a Zelda-ish game that plays like a Souls game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds appealing. Like, they made a comparison that it's plays similar to A Link to the Past, which that's, that's always going to get me. Yeah. And yeah, I, the dungeon setup is similar to that, yeah. so I can see where they're going with that. I did read the uh, description in Steam, which gives background on the character and the world and uh not restating it here but none of that i've gotten from the game itself because like you yep. said the game doesn't explain anything although 
the story and cutscenes are just done by pictures and short animations. Yeah, I think I'm just going to sort of stay away from that stuff until yeah. the end and then read up on it, figure it out. And just have this big, oh, moment. Like, oh, yeah. That's what I that mean, was. If that game is... I'm enjoying it if it continues to stay that way. Mm-hmm. And I might play that game again because I feel like that's going to be a game that I'll probably beat. And then when we come game of the year time, like, I like it a lot at this point, mm-hmm. And that might be somewhere, you know, near, somewhere in my top ten near the end of the year. Mm-hmm. All right, Nanners, what have you been playing? Um, I actually haven't played a ton of games this week. What are you, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. I know. <laughs> What's up? Uh... So the main thing I wanted to talk about, which we can kind of get back into in the news section, is I've been messing around with VR. I mean, if you've got no games, we could go right to the news now and start <laughs> right. the VR talk. That works. All right. Manners, tell me about VR. Oh, man. What's the best VR? They're all out now. Um, if, uh, if you have a big pile of money, I would say go order a Vive. But, but Polygon told me the Oculus was better. <laughs> eh, I I can't say for sure. I haven't used either on paper. Um, yeah, also, uh, um, I've read through those reviews, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you can put numbers on VR. Like, yeah, yeah. Out of, I, out of ten, how is your VR experience? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, how do you number that? It was virtual and also reality. <laughs> 10, 10. Was it virtual enough and real it, enough? To, to me, I feel like it's probably kind of a hard thing to do. And you could probably talk to this more. I feel like you need to experience each one to know which one you like the best, probably. Yeah, and it's it's really going to change over time. Like, this mm-hmm. was the launch now of the second real headset. And... It has a bunch of titles that work for it. Oculus has a bunch of titles that work for it. Um, the difference with Vive is they have their motion controls out, but Oculus's motion stuff isn't going to be out till like, end of the year, um, fall maybe. Which, so that's when Sony VR comes out yeah, as and, well. So And the PSVR is going to have the Move controllers to use with it too. So by the end of the year, you're going to have three different VR experiences with three different types of touch-based motion controls. Um, so where does something like Gear VR or like your OS Razer OS VR fit in? Could, didn't those sort of... Did they fall into one of those camps? Or like how does the VR game... How does a VR game work? Yeah, how does a <laughs> VR game work? Um, so if you just want to try VR... Like, you want to see what it's about. I would say the easiest way, even though it's not really going to be games, is to be to go get a Google Cardboard. And you can get those for free some places. Um, my mini dealership that I go to for work in my car was, like, handing them out the one day. Verizon was handing them out. Google has handed them out in the past. Um, you can buy nicer headsets. There's actually a headset that is made by Viewmaster which kind of looks like an old Viewmaster. Nice. And uh, that works with iPhone and uh, Android phones right now. Um, 
So that's like the lowest of the low end. You can get the Gear VR, which is kind of a step up, but it only works with like four or five different Samsung phones. And it has better tracking and has its own dedicated marketplace. So that's like slightly nicer. And then there is the uh, OSVR, which is made by, well, so the OSVR is like an open standard. And then there's a thing called the Hacker Development Kit, which Razer makes. And the idea behind that is it is a lower-end display than the Oculus or the Vive. Uh, and they're going to make plugins and support so that it just works with everything in theory. So you can have this cheap headset that doesn't require like a 970 or a 980. And it'll, in theory, have all the features of those other things. As of right now, it doesn't, but it's slowly getting there. Like, I can play most Vive games uh, that don't require touch controllers on it right now. It seems like that's going to be a hard feat to pull off when some videos I've seen show, like, the Vive and Oculus stuttering on their own things, and they require way more. Yep. But those, I assume that software will sort of just go out the window as time goes on. Yes, yeah. they need to sort that out, or it's just no one's going to want it. Yep. Uh, as of right now, development for Unity for Oculus is uh, you basically go in there and, like, check off a checkbox and just, like, enable VR mode. And then your Unity demo works with the Oculus or the Gear VR if you're compiling it for Android. Um, I think you can also set it up that it'll compile for, like, Google Cardboard. I'm not sure on that. Um but Unity is going to st- start supporting, I think, Steam VR and uh, OSVR, like, right out of the box from now on, too. So the engines are slowly getting there, so developers no longer have to import, like, giant libraries of code just to get shit to work. Um, so are there still going to be exclusives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because there are developers that are given money by either uh, Valve or by Oculus to, you know, have an exclusivity window or to just have their title always be there. Like, Lucky's Tale is never going to be on anything but OSV or um, Oculus just because of the fact that they're the ones that develop that. Um, Minecraft, I guess, will probably see the best support out of something like the HoloLens, maybe, if that ever becomes, like, a real consumer product. That's its own fucking... Nightmare mess to explain, though. AR sounds like it's the coolest out of them, Mm. but that's also seems like the least practical at this point Um, until they get it to the point where you can, like, wear it on your sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's also the most expensive. I think the HoloLens kits are, like, 3.5,000? Like, they're, they're a lot, and... They don't even take up your whole vision yet. It's like a square in this. But yeah, so So, uh, the AR stuff is crazy. It's great to see all this VR stuff come out. I would like to try and work something out so we can try and maybe stream and try some of this. Because I don't have a real Vive, um, I can't do anything with touch support. But I hacked a bunch of the, well, I shouldn't say I hacked. I figured out how to combine a bunch of Steam filters so we can look at the list of games that, in theory, we can actually play using this. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is motion sickness. Um, <laughs> Unrelated. Yeah. So, 
me and John and Brady, at least, have a really long history of riding rides at a certain amusement park and not ever really being sick, as far as I can remember. So the jazz punk did me in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who knows? Yeah. I don't know if it's I'm getting older or just like it's can be that bad sometimes, but I made myself super motion sick the other day. Um, I decided to test out some VR stuff before work. And then I went to work afterwards, and that was a bad, bad plan. Um, I felt like garbage for, like, a good probably 12 hours. What uh, did you play? Like, what What did it? <laughs> so, I don't mean to throw this game under the bus. There is a game called Mind Path to Thalmus. Is that how you say that? Okay. Sure. Okay, can we get the science clarification? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> The thalamus is a thing. I just, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Science. The thalamus yep. is a thing. Um, so one of the problems with, like, the software part of all this is it doesn't always know where to put the player and where their view actually is. So at one point when starting out this experience, I was under the ground looking isn't, up. I, I was going to say, isn't that technically because the vibe you could be standing there yep. and you have you're supposed to have the motion controllers and it doesn't really matter where you are you're supposed to be able to like move where you're supposed to be yeah whereas the oculus has the ability to reset the view to like center it and then from there you can like turn and go yeah where the vibe is just like well you should be able to walk and sort this out pretty much um yeah, yeah, I I don't know what was up with this one. A lot of demos I've tried just work really well. I had played this after a game called Incel, which if you guys remember Audio Surf at all, or the levels in F Zero X where you're on like the outside of a tube racing along, and if you could imagine you're steering that by moving your head from side to side, that seems I, like I a poor it. way yeah. to yep. do that. So I was fine with Incel, and I made it through, like, six or seven races with that, with using my head and, like, my whole body to actually turn the vehicle. Why wouldn't you just map that to a controller? I, because VR, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was interesting. Like, it felt Like, cool. you don't drive a car with your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't tell me what to do, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. This other thing, though, I at one point, it has you rotating around the point where your character is supposed to be because I couldn't figure out where my camera was. So I was actually slowly rotating around, like, center as a tornado was coming at me, and I had all the windows open, and the wind was actually really strong that day. I feel like you just described Kay's ideal VR experience. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> other than the motion sickness, yeah, I think Kay would have loved it. But, yeah, VR is here. It's real. It's going to be a really interesting year for that stuff. I really would not recommend buying anything this year, um, although I probably will end up doing that because I'm dumb. Um, I'd say, wait, I think next year and the year after are going to be amazing years for it if it manages to hang around. I think by the end of this year, there will be a lot. It will be a lot more telling. Because Oculus and Vive, by that point, will have several months out there. Oculus will have their touch controllers out mm -hmm. there. Sony VR will be out there. Yep. So if you already have a PS4 
we'll see where that stacks up. So I have a question about the the Vive and the Oculus. Are the headsets themselves, um, hardware-wise, fairly different? Like I imagine they both have two screens in there for your eyes to look at. Does one have more pixel density than the other? Like, is one technically superior to the other, or the biggest, are they pretty much the same? The biggest thing is really, like, the tracking technology. Oculus uses a camera that is sitting on your um, desk, and then they have, like, a motion sensor and a compass and an accelerometer to track your actual head movement. So you can do things like you can lean in towards the camera, you can move back, you can kind of strafe side to side. Um, the Vive actually has the camera built into the headset itself. Um, but it also has, like, two tracking yeah. pieces that have to go up on a wall somewhere. Hmm. I want to say those actually project out IR dots, kind of like the Kinect does. And then the camera on the headset actually reads them back in, and it can tell where you are. And that's how it can, like, phase in. So it it allows you to actually get up and move around. And it can do this thing where if you're getting really close to a wall, rather than letting you run into the wall, it'll actually slowly fade that wall into your field of view. So, you know, like, oh, there's a wall there or like, oh, oh someone's holding up their hand. Like, I can see it. Um, but for like the maximum vibe experience, you need like five by eight feet of room. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, like the connect all over again. Mm-hmm. That first one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, you said there were three classifications of games right now for that. They have the sitting, standing, and walking. Yep, like a full room mapping then. So certain and, games you and, can't play then if you don't have that room space. And even the full room mapping will depend from game to game. Yep. Some of them require more space. Do any of the full room mapping uh, headsets work with other people with headsets in the room with you? Like, can you... Have multiple people, or you just all run into each other. That (laughs) That sounds like a fantastic way to get wires. (laughs) Well, the thing is, yeah, John brings up a good point. Like, uh, all the VR headsets have a lot of wires trailing after them, so you know you need to be really careful (laughs) as to like where are all these expensive cords around my feet right now. Yeah, from what I've heard and read about it, it seems like. Because of where it is, like, behind you, even in VR, you're pretty aware that there's a cord down there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you find it with your feet, you just sort of, like, shuffle over it. But you're going to end up creating a lot of twists in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like running from a zombie or something. You might not <laughs> pay attention to cords as much as you normally would. Yeah. I think... We will probably oh. see headlines in the next, like, a month or two about, like, man, ties self up in cables, dies, like, falls downstairs. Yep. I, you're going to get all the fun news scares about how yeah. Johnny's not going to do his paper route anymore <laughs> to impress girls. Yeah. Yep. he can get all the virtual girls yep. now. That's a, that's a completely different topic. I feel like we could do a podcast just on that stuff. That's, well, I'm going to say fascinating because it is. Yeah. I think we're we're going to need to do some research before <laughs> we do that podcast. I'll be in my bunk. Sure. <laughs> Let me send you some bunks. 
need that full haptic feedback suit. <laughs> you just get that, uh, Is that a suit? suit? The res suit. Yeah, yep. Sony made a full haptic feedback suit for res. Interesting. I think we could make one of those. That wouldn't there be are, that hard. There is one. They're making two more yeah. of them. The, the funny thing about that is they said those things cost like $30,000 to build. I don't know. Didn't they about also that. say they found a way to do it cheaper, or they am, they like they found some way to make something work better already? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just technology. Mm-hmm. They finished the design of one thing, and it's just like, oh, this advanced, so now this is way easier to do. I think they, they said pay somebody twenty grand to like kick you in the appropriate spot. <laughs> <laughs> it lights up so they know like where to poke you on yeah, the outside. You. Oh, that'll be the like revival Simon. of arcades. <laughs> that'll be it. Go stand in a room where attendance is like press on you where they're supposed i think the oculus there's almost like a bridge like where it sits on your nose so you can kind of see down mm-hmm. uh i know uh jeff gersman giant bomb was talking about he could read text messages and like stuff on his phone when he had it on just like by glancing down oh. so you could see like kind of out of the headset but he also said he has a very large head so maybe it just <laughs> doesn't fit snugly on it uh, so as a large-headed gentleman, <laughs> uh, I will say I had to adjust the straps on the OSVR a whole lot to get it to fit on my giant head, and it is not necessarily a super comfortable fit, so that is something for other big-headed people to watch out for. Um, I did also just notice on Steam, in some games, it now actually tells you the size of the play area that it needs if it is room scale. Yeah, I, okay. I thought that's – so they break that down even further if you need that. Yeah, if it's room scale only, I guess it'll tell you. So this needs like 2 meters by 1.5 meters VR. It's here. It's real. <laughs> Kay looks very upset by all this. My – I'm glazed over. Sandwich. Oh. Sandwich. <laughs> We can talk about wrestling if you want instead. No, no, it's just that it's, it's, there's a lot of things to take in and there's a lot of, it could do this and it could do that and there's all these other options and I'm just, so wake I'm gonna... me up in a year and tell me which one I'm supposed to be interested in. Okay, <laughs> you should be interested in the Vive because apparently Univo- Universe Sandbox 2 can run in it. This is what I've heard at least. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I don't mean that it's not something that's not cool. It's just something I'm not really interested in spending my time or money on. Yeah, I think right now, unless you're an early adopter and you really feel like, oh, I need this, which apparently I do because I'm a crazy person, like, (laughs) this isn't for most people. There aren't great experiences. Like, I've played a lot of stuff that is neat, but I... and. There are There's certain, no killer app yeah. on anything. Yeah, yet. I, I think some. There's of, a lot of cool experiences. It seems like, but yeah, one of my favorite things for the Gear VR, for instance, is an art gallery. Like, I doubt anybody else really cares about that one that much. It could be it's cool. cool, but it's not really worth investing in the hardware, right? That's worth going to a friend's house who has the hardware and using yeah, it for 15 I, minutes. I like that, you know, you nanners can, can get in all this stuff and then we'll just check it out when yeah. we come over. Yeah, th- this is 3D printers all over again pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this seems better than 3D printers to me. <laughs> uh, I, I think this will have much higher adoption over time. I, 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 I think this will be an actual technology that people want in their homes. 
especially when it's cheap enough that it's like, all right, we have a headset for everybody in the family and we can watch, you know, Star Wars from a droid's point of view or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't there an article, uh, I forget who ran it recently, talking about how virtual reality could change our workspaces, like how you apply it in an office setting, not just for games, but for productivity? Probably. There is already a app on Steam where it lets you spawn, like, as many monitors as you want. Yeah, I was going to say, I can I can only get two monitors at work, so, like, I can have a VR headset where I've got yep. as many monitors as I want, and this is no monitors. Here. All the work monitors, all 12 of them, and then that's the porn monitor. Right. Oh, that <laughs> no, the 12 are the porn monitors, and there's the one work monitor. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, uh, your boss still, pops I mean, into your workspace as a giant robot avatar behind you. <laughs> oh god, that would be terrible if people could invade your VR space. Oh, that would be questions. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it has a bunch of cool possibilities. I'm excited by it. I'm excited mm-hmm. by a lot of new technology, though. But this is this is the first one ever where I really feel confident saying like this is something people will go for maybe because you can sit back and watch Netflix in this and have a better experience than you could like on any TV that you own possibly. So, hmm. so I don't know. Can I just get a giant, you know, matrix needle jabbed in the back of my, my cranium? Yeah. Just lasers right into my eyes. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to wait for at least like the second generation, third generation of those. <laughs> I mean, really for the best. The big problem with any of that You're kind gonna of stuff. You're going to look so ridiculous with the VR goggles on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the needle in the back of my head. Yep. All right. Well, I will say I don't think I'm going to early adopt on VR, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. It seems like there's a lot of cool things that can come out of it. And we're in a crazy fun stage where people are just trying shit. Like, how do you move without getting people sick in VR? Well, I think the answer to uh, Nanner's problem there is before work, you're only allowed to play the Stanley Parable in VR. Just to get you ready for work. After that, you can play whatever you want. I'm I'm just going to think about that for a second. (laughs) How close are we to the like walkable treadmill things? Somebody um, had one of those, didn't they? Like the big had like the they, lace bar, and you could yeah, you know, wear yeah, the special I, shoes, exist. but you could run in it and everything. I kickstarted one of those. It's called yeah. the Omni. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, it yeah. looked like it had potential. So you just get a special shout out. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> credits. Uh, one of the things I thought was really funny is one of their tiers was they were making desktop models of them. So you could put, like, action figures in it, and I kind of wanted to do that because it was only, like, 50 bucks. I thought that'd be a hilarious thing to have, especially if it ended up failing. And it's like, here, I have this desktop model of, like, a failed Kickstarter. They're just going to send you the 3D print thing version of <laughs> it so own. you can print your own. <laughs> that would work, too. Uh, did you check out the Omni shoes by chance? Yep. <laughs> um, are they really just shoes? Or, or are they, like, special VR shoes? I don't know. <laughs> Originally, the design was they had, like, um, some sort of, like, PTFE or Teflon-infused material on the plates and then on the shoes. So you needed to wear, like, these special shoes to be able to use the thing because they were, like, extra slippy. Yeah, I thought um, the version I saw had, like, the, the pads on, on the floor of the thing had, like, grooves in them and the shoes had, like, cleats almost. 
and he like kind of ran through the grooves. Yeah, that might have been like a really old version of it. I think that was like version one, and they were using like uh, induction of some kind to track the mm. movement, and then they ended up switching to motion sensors, which uh. sounds a lot more reliable. But I don't know. I haven't followed this thing that closely because honestly, I kind of thought it was going to be vaporware. <laughs> the fact that it like actually exists and you can buy one is kind of ridiculous to me. But well, there's tracking pods that attach to the Omni shoes. Yeah, I think they clip <laughs> onto the shoelaces, and that's how it tracks your feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, state of the art virtual reality shoelaces. <laughs> Doesn't say that. I'm just making it up. Although I gotta say, if I got something like this, I would be so fit. Just, like, imagine all the running you do in something like GTA. Actually, there you go. But you'd, like, stop playing after, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, or I just, like, walk sucks. everywhere, <laughs> die constantly. Oh, we live in a nightmare future. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the it's VR here. porn. With the Omni... I mean, if that's what you're into, you do a lot of running in your, your <laughs> you approach the female seductively. Oh, you got to get like kind of work on your strut. You go, yeah. It's the dumbest podcast. <laughs> uh, right. For now, give us time. We'll top it. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad we took that time for VR because I feel like <laughs> that is a major thing that's going on now, and I think it's. I believe it's here to stay at this point, and it's just a matter of getting it to a normal consumer level beyond the power user level where it's kind of sitting at right now, which, you know, in a few years, hopefully we're there. And then the real nightmare begins. Yep. <laughs> Not just mostly nightmare. Um, so I guess we can quick double back to Aaron's Mitomo. Oh, we don't have to. <laughs> we can talk about it quickly. Uh, Mitomo um, came out. The end. No. Yep. N- Nintendo is now full on in apps, social media apps. I guess. Yeah. The a lot. The common uh, comment that goes around about this app uh, is that Nintendo has finally discovered online interaction circa 2008. Yep. But yeah, that's. that's I, I guess this is kind fairly of fairly accurate. The basis for your. Nintendo brand Xbox Live account, so that's all tied into it, and you've got a me, of course, at the center of it. And for now, all this app does is you can friend other people uh, that have uh, the app, and then your me goes and talks to their me, and it asks for, them questions about themselves, and they for, answer. First, you answer questions about yourself. You answer questions about yourself, too, and then, like, your me will go tell people your answers, and their me's will come to you and tell you their answers, and you can comment on answers and like answers, and uh, you do all of this to build up, um, uh, okay, so is it the Mitomo coins? Like, there are three different coins that they've got built into this thing now. Yeah. So there's the Mitomo coins, there are like silver coins and gold coins. And you get, uh, okay, yeah, it's, Mitomo came out, the end. <laughs> it's like yeah. a uh, dating site, like Nintendo version. Like, what are your interests? No, it, it's, 
it's basically Facebook. If Facebook asked you specific questions every time you logged into Facebook mm -hmm. and then asked you specific questions, what you think about your friends, and then it turned it all into market research so that Nintendo could survive forever. Right. Because that's what this really, really feels like. Um, one thing, though, uh, it's not uh, limited to pre- uh, written responses you can answer with whatever you want to answer with you have free mm. typing you can oh, wow. write in all the bad words you want words? oh nice. yep uh and what's even funnier about it is all of the uh the me's if you have your sound on they all talk they all do a uh text-to-voice kind of uh stephen hawking style <laughs> speech and uh everything that you uh you type in there eventually gets spoken by the me at some point so you Part of the fun is trying to just make your me say really dumb things to your friends. Uh, unless you're nanners, and then you set it all up, and then go home a few hours later and freak out that it's yep. talking to you. <laughs> so I set it Did up. That happened. Lunch at work, so I had my sound muted. I'm like, all right, this is a real dumb thing. And then I went home and turned on my sound, uh, and I was sitting there clicking through stuff, and all of a sudden started talking, and that was an amazing moment. <laughs> I don't know, and it, then you realize the voice that was set to your character, too. Because yep. I thought your character's voice was a little high-pitched for what I imagine <laughs> yeah, Nanner's voice is. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you, you do have control over, like, the pitch and the speed and, I guess, somewhat the inflection mm -hmm. uh, at, at which your your Mii's voice is uh, delivered. So, um, but, it's it's a interesting waste of time at the moment. I'm... I'm interested to see what they do with it later, what, what this gets tied into and what it actually it, ends up being. It's dumb enough that I open it once a day, yep. Yep. but also everyone answers more questions than I give a fuck about, <laughs> and I eventually just close it. Yep. Now, here's the interesting Be thing. I think what I'll... So, uh, I don't know if you experienced the same thing that I did, but if you friend someone later, like I friended you, Aaron, Nanners, and Deb on day one. Mm -hmm. So I got like all your answers piling in and that was fun and I could keep up with it. And then I added more people later and then you get every answer that they've ever answered ever. It starts in from your the like with list them. Yeah. of things. And I was like, this is immediately <laughs> too much on day three. Mm. We're really, like, I can't imagine. You, <laughs> what I find really funny about that is John, you're the guy following like 400 people on Twitter and can keep up with it. And you're saying this app with all the answers coming in from everybody is too much to keep up with. Twitter doesn't like that. Talk. Yeah, because Twitter, yeah, well, Twitter, too. I can scroll through and like, yeah, hope something catches my eye. Sure. With yeah. this, I have to sit and listen to the robot read me every single goddamn question and you can, answer. You can tap to skip through, or you can hold down on the screen and they speak really fast. But yeah, um, I, what a lot of people I think miss. Uh, from this whole launch is there's a reward site that Nintendo also launched that is tied into it, my.nintendo.com, that I don't think anybody goes to or has Totally seen. not Club Nintendo. No, it, it replaced Club Nintendo, and it's... I'm going to be interested to see what they do with this, too. Um, right now, the rewards, there's, like, one downloadable game, and that's it, which costs uh, a thousand silver coins, so it's... Zelda Picross that's going to come out in November. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a, a while to get. The rest of the rewards are like 15% off uh, digital uh, downloads of games from the eShop. So it's like you get a coupon. 30% off Splatoon was the best deal that I saw. Oh, which, I didn't even Why don't you one. just have a normal deal? Why do I have to earn my deals? Right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So that's uh, hopefully they they put good things in there eventually, but right now it's it's just junk. <laughs> oh, you forgot to mention the best part: oh. the everybody answers, where everyone gets the exact same question for the week or month. I think it was the week. And I didn't Nintendo answer the first one. Being purely innocent, their first question was, "How do you relieve stress?" Yep. Yeah. Cue every masturbation. Yeah, well, what was your answer? Well, it was really funny to make the me say fat, fat, fat over and over. So <laughs> it's normally. Did you change the uh, inflection and the tone and <laughs> make it just right? <laughs> Sounds just like me. I think my answer was me, Tomo. Yeah? It was. Because that's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I I go back and forth between dumb answers, and I can't think of anything funny, so here's just the short answer. When I can't think thing. of anything funny, I usually just plug bottled fuchsia. <laughs> nice. Yes. Branding. Yeah. Yep. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting out there in the Mitoma world. <laughs> of our, like, four friends that already know about psych <laughs> rates. Yeah. We're fucked. We're big in Japan. <laughs> We're good at marketing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say we wrap this up. So we have more videos coming to the site later this week, Ooh. or some probably already released by the time you're listening to this. Uh, you can find us at bottlefuchsia.com, uh, some streams, twitch.tv slash bottlefuchsia. Uh, archives of streams and other videos, youtube.com slash bottled fuchsia. And we are on Facebook and Twitter at bottled fuchsia. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Ooh.